the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. The virus is changing American society and world society in profound ways. One sector that has not yet gotten a lot of attention is higher ed. Pete Peterson is dean of the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, frequent guest, longtime friend. He joins me this morning from California. Good morning, Pete Peterson. Welcome back. Good morning, Hugh. Great to be back with you. I I am just looking for people like you to give us some idea of what the virus has done, upending the lives of your graduate students and what you are planning this summer and fall at Pepperdine, both in the Graduate School of Public Policy and college-wide, university-wide, to deal with this. Well, the the phrase that's uh, been going around and we've spent a lot of time on it is scenario planning, Hugh. Uh, obviously, we, we had to transition immediately from on-ground classes to online at the School of Public Policy. And while we just uh, had commencement, it was, a, it was an online ceremony uh, that we postponed the actual on-ground ceremony uh, for some time in the future. We're not sure exactly when. But we had to transition immediately classes from on-ground to online uh, for the last third of the semester. As we look at the summer, uh, we have classes that we had planned to offer in D.C. We're transitioning one of those sessions in June to online. We're still hoping to be on ground in July, but we'll have to see. And then, of course, as we look toward the fall, uh, we're, we're planning for all scenarios. Uh, we'll be ready to go if we need to be online. Uh, if we can be on ground and start there, we'll be ready for that and then transition later. Uh, but there are a lot of moving parts here from where our students are coming from, our international students, uh, to uh, size of gathering that we'll have and whether this will be a state order or a county order, uh, social distancing rules, what they will look like in the fall. Uh, so a lot of different spinning plates here that we're, we're planning for in the fall. Now, Dean Peterson, one of the things that happened in the Great Recession of 2008 is that I recommended to a lot of young people there aren't a lot of jobs right now, and it's going to be a while. Go get a degree. I mean, you've got an opportunity now to go burrow in, maybe go to law school, maybe go to the graduate school of public policy, go get a degree. What do you think of my advice for right now? Well, I hope uh, folks are hearing you. I, I think some people must. We've seen a, a real surge in inquiries and applications, Hugh, uh, just in the last month, and I hate to point to that as a silver lining, but certainly with graduate schools and any time of, of financial uncertainty or turbulence, uh, students, prospective students will think differently about whether to applying to graduate school or not. But that certainly has been the case with us. I mean, obviously, in so many ways, this uh, pandemic is a public policy crisis, whether we're talking about international relations or uh, what states are doing or what local governments are doing. Uh, the pandemic is affecting all levels of governance, and we've certainly seen a surge in applications, as I said, 
uh, here to the policy school. I think it's it's a it's it's a like a post 9/11 moment, uh, a, a time that really changed my own career trajectory, uh, taking me from the private sector into the policy sector. And uh, I think we're seeing that era repeat itself in maybe some larger ways now. Yeah, when the economy contracts, my, my underlying advice is invest in yourself. If you can't yeah. go out and make money, the opportunity cost will be doubled unless you invest in yourself, in which case you can cut that opportunity cost down dramatically and you may even reverse it if you make a wise investment in yourself. Do you agree with that thinking, Pete Peterson? I do, Hugh. And again, uh, that, and that point about opportunity costs and, and the opportunity here to invest in yourself uh, for a world that's, that's going to look a lot different, especially in our policy and politics. I know that you're so good about covering that on a daily basis, but our post-COVID-19 policy world is going oh, to look wow. a lot different than the current one. Uh, a lot more opportunities uh, for people at all levels of governance and certainly in the nonprofit sector as well. And those are the kinds of cross-sector leaders that we're preparing at the policy school. You're, you're touching on a fundamental thing, which is I, the crisis is so immediate, the death toll is so high. People are not yet clearly comprehending how fundamental it changed. They did it after 9-11 because it was so yeah. horrific. Uh, they yeah. did during the Great Recession because everyone was out of, out of work. And that was a financial crisis, though. It wasn't really uh, an right. event. I think this is a uh, what do they used to call it? A paradigm shift before it became a cliche, but we're back to, yeah. it's really a paradigm shift on everything. Last minute to you, Pete Peterson. No, I couldn't agree more. And again, it's, it's striking at all levels of governance. I mean, if we see what's happening uh, in state governments and how they're reacting differently with different uh, policy prescriptions, when we see what's happening in local governments, and I'm, I'm afraid to say, Hugh, we're going to see uh, significant pressure on budgets uh, in municipal governments around the country, not just out here in California. And certainly when you look at international relations, I think uh, it's going to n- demand a new, a new set of uh, public leaders who are going to think differently about supply chains and our relationships with the rest of the world, particularly Asia. 100% agree. Pete Peterson, always a pleasure to talk to you, Dean. Follow him on Twitter at Pete, the number four CA, Pete for CA. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. I want to talk to you for a moment about a group I've done work with for years, ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. You've seen how your freedom is under attack? Go to townhallreview.com to find out how you can join Alliance Defending Freedom to help ensure the opponents of freedom don't dictate your future. That's townhallreview.com. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. Even the New York Times now acknowledges it. The COVID-19 pandemic isn't so much a national crisis as it is a localized New York catastrophe. Columnist Brett Stevens shows New York City alone, representing less than 3% of the national population, suffered more coronavirus deaths than 41 states combined. New York State has registered 79 deaths per 100,000 residents. Only three states outside the Northeast, Louisiana, Michigan, and Illinois, even show a death rate of more than 10 per 100,000. California and Texas, the largest states by population, report combined death rates of less than 4 per 100,000, less than 119th the New York rate. Nevertheless, the Big Apple remains the headquarters for national media and financial institutions, which amplify the impact of the city's agony. All Americans must care about New York's losses, but the restrictions apply to citizens in much less afflicted regions 
don't need to follow the New York model forever. I'm Michael Medved. ADF, fighting for those whose religious freedom is being violated.